What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dad House Take Number Two. You know how sometimes things are just destined not to happen? Yeah, that was us last night. Just way too many technical gremlins, and sometimes you just got to say, F it, and come back tomorrow night. And hey, that's what we did. So here we freaking are, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. We are that's here. Right. I never left. I was here all 24 hours. And also tonight, we are blowing up what we've been doing behind the scenes on our remote recording. So we are giving Zencaster a shot tonight to see how we like it. So pressure's on, Zencaster. If Zencaster likes us and we like them, maybe they'll sponsor us. Yes, please. So back to our regularly scheduled episode. Today, we're giving you a little, quote unquote, behind the scenes of Shannon's new book entitled The Ultimate Stay-at-Home Dad, Your Essential Manual for Being an Awesome Full-Time Father. We're going to talk about some of the chapters, some of the advice, and naturally have a little fun along the way because, damn it, that's what we do here. Uh, all right, so we are back to a fivesome today, which means Jake is back, and we all missed him terribly last time. So it's great to have you back, Jake. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, it really, it really is great to have you back. I mean, he's kind of silent that no one else cheered for him, though. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home real quick. <laughs> So I'm going to jump right in here real quick and give Jake some props, because if you weren't following along on our social media channels, Jake is a woodworker and has been working his ass off the last few weeks in preparation for what, Jake? I decided that I needed to do something proactive and jumpstart and get myself moving again. And so I signed up to do kind of one of those craft fairs at a local winery. And so I made a whole bunch of cutting boards and chartreuse board. I turned a bunch of platters and took them out and scrambled to find someone who could print me a nice banner and some stickers for my board butter and got it all together and borrowed a canopy from Mike and convinced Shannon to come out and hang out with me a little while because I suck at selling myself. <laughs> and so he came out for a while and set up, we set up and he hung out for a couple hours and helped me sell some stuff. And overall, it was a it was a good experience. It was a lot of learning. Um, I covered my costs of going, so That's I'm happy plus. with that. And the materials too, right? No, yeah, I covered all my costs. Yeah, it covered itself. So I'm all good there. I have a few things left over that are still slowly selling to people through different things, and ready to do it again. I'm not going to do it there again. Um, I talked to several of the other vendors there. The consensus I got from them was that this was not the right venue for what I'm selling. Huh. That, hmm. that they recommended I move towards either more of a art fair, kind of higher end art fair, or a holiday mark type thing where people are going to want to yeah. drop a little more cash. I would have thought that your charcuterie boards would go well with the wine, with the wine crowd. I did too, and not a one sold there so uh, okay. but yeah i didn't sell enough of anything to get a great sense of what people loved but i sold a little bit of everything so that was nice so yeah i'm on the hunt for maybe a holiday mart i think to try and do in late october maybe i'm i'm also going to give an awesome shout out to the lady who was next to me all day because she was super cool just to hang out with um <laughs> and chat with and she was she had done a couple of these so it was kind of nice to pick her brain about how they went if you look her up on Instagram, it's ember.pearl underscore co. She makes these like paint by number things. They were kind of cool. They're kind of like modern paint by numbers. You buy the like disc thing that has the, you know, design on it. And it even comes with the paints. 
So you have to supply nothing but a paintbrush. So there you go. Friend of the show. We'll do that. Put her in the show notes. She was cool. I liked it. She was fun to hang out with and chat. And she watched the booth a couple times and I had to go pee because you know me. I got to pee a lot. I thought that was Shannon's job. I thought that's why he was. After he left. I hold it for him. Oh, wait. There's a hole. Hold down the fort. I hold something. So I think what would help you, Jake, is let me write you an ad, and then let's get Macho Man Randy Savage to read it again. For, for, we'll just have it on repeat. Oh, yeah. And I can write a hell of a good ad. Not a single dick joke, I promise. It won't be hard. It's just good wood. Uh, uh, he's, been waiting all, he's been waiting for eight minutes to throw that down. I love talking about Jake's wood. It's good. No, but seriously, I will give you a pitch right now. It's gorgeous figured walnut and maple um there's some peruvian walnut in there uh that makes it look really good and then the purple heart really gives the accent so you guys should go on to jk designs and go look at his stuff and buy it what's your socials there jake uh jk.designco and we're going to be working on that website this week right that's what your wife uh strongly (laughs) informed me I got a text out of the blue from shannon's wife that informed me we're going to work on my marketing and gift plans and maybe even my website so for you guys that need to know my wife is in advertising and takes this very seriously so she does and it was out of the blue and very aggressive yeah you you couldn't say no she's gonna do it anyway that's because shannon's book like the marketing push for shannon's book is like nearing the peak now so once it's released she's like she needs something else to uh work on that the marketing push for it is past what she can do like she set everything up she needs a new project yeah she's she's chosen me (laughs) she does a bono pro bono for you you're a charity case like i was (laughs) it worked well for you i'll take it yep (laughs) that's why she married you shannon it was a pro bono work you know yeah she didn't give me a choice either (laughs) (laughs) damn it (laughs) cool well that's awesome me and the family stopped by and saw the booth. And uh, say, I think uh, all of you, but Mick stopped by, but he had a valid excuse yes, since he, he was multiple states away. It's kind of hard to do that when you're that many states away. Could have FaceTimed. FaceTime, but I will say he, he did place an order that I think will be delivered tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning? Aren't you going to see him this weekend? Going to breakfast. Oh, shit. That's tomorrow morning. Okay. Right. I forgot we're doing breakfast tomorrow. If we haven't mentioned this, uh, we do try to regularly have breakfast together if we haven't really haven't really talked about that very much in the uh on the podcast is that we do typically try to at least go to breakfast together now that the kids are back at school and they're not being homeschooled or anything like that or optional learning or optional remote it's usually optional learning (laughs) it's not optional learning they're going to learn whether they like it or not We usually pick, we don't go to the same breakfast place every time. I mean, we'll go, we've got a handful of breakfast places we go to, but we definitely have, uh, you know, want to try different breakfast places all throughout town. We never make it over to Shannon's neck of the woods because Shannon never picks any of the breakfast places over there. Wait a minute. We've been over there one time. We did. And you know what started at that? That one time when we ate over there? The water heater discussion started oh, yeah. at that at that restaurant. Oh yeah, that's why I don't invite anybody back. No, it's longer over here; it's farther away. Oh, you know, we'll do it next time. We'll do it next time. Part of the reason we started this podcast, you know, besides giving practical advice with a with an edgy humor spin to it, is because you know, because of the stupid pandemic, we weren't able to get together and have breakfast on a weekly basis like we had been accustomed to. So it's been a little rough the last year. Now that things are opening up and get a little bit more normal, it, it is nice to start having big cinnamon rolls and short stacks 
doused with maple syrup, and I always just love to hear Jake order his crispy, please. Bacon. Extra crispy. Extra crispy bacon, please. The way he says it, this is crispy, please. Extra crispy, please. <laughs> please. Uh, we're looking forward to it. If we streamed this live, do you imagine how many people would show up and have breakfast with us? All none of them. All right, let's hit the housekeeping here. We are five at home dads here in the Kansas City metro area. We have 16 kids in total. Uh, Shannon has three. Mick has three. I have three. Jake has three. Larry has four. How many pets do we have? Uh, I'm not going to count. I'm not going to count that. Are we counting mixed moles? Are we counting those? Are those pets? No, no. <laughs> Live in the house. I'm going to say pets, pets that you, you would see. Actually, yes. So now do the chickens count? That's they up have to a house. They That's have up a house. If he wants to count his chickens. <laughs> Before they have chickens. And Larry's got cats. So don't live I was going to say, I got five pets. I got two. I have the one. Uh, five not counting chickens. How's that? I'm going to go with two, but technically I think one. that puts us at 15 pets. <laughs> How many chickens are there, Mick? Eight. So, uh, 23 chickens. More chick- more pets than kids. Holy crap. You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. I, I fully admit that. There's only one section of these pets, though, that can, you know, be grilled up and be delicious. <laughs> I don't know. Someday you're coming over for hamster tenders. Oh no! Wait, didn't you have your hamster that ate the other hamsters? Like ate like seven hamsters? Uh, a long time ago, yeah. The the boys had hamsters, and they one of them ate a bunch of babies. Oh god! We should probably not have pets. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, on that wonderful note, <laughs> we've been hanging out together for the last thirteen years. Uh, you're in the Kansas City metro area. So what we are looking for from all of you, please subscribe, rate, leave us a review, please. It is a big help for us and our visibility to find our dads that are out looking for great dad stories and great advice. It helps us get visible up out in the front on all the uh, podcasting platforms. And, of course, if you'd like to contact us, hit us up. The Dads at dadhousepod.com. Once again, the dads, T H E D A D S, at dadhousepod.com. Socials at dadhousepod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And speaking of socials, we had a very impressive video of one Jake Nappich, and it had nothing to do with his woodworking skills, but everything to do with his double scootering skills. God, I had no idea what you were going for for a minute. <laughs> Jake was like riding on two scooters on one one scooter per foot, and it was impressive. Two scooters, one dad. <laughs> it, it wasn't pleasant. Oh, and it just went there. I'm pretty sure. I think everybody went there. That's just my fault on that one. <laughs> That's all you mean. Yeah, that was all you for sure. Let's see Jake on a German horn sake. If I could say, site. I knew how to say only fans in German, I would have. But I, I <laughs> you know, my son's taking German. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> there you go. So speaking of pets and the chickens, Nick, what's our, uh, what's this week's chicken update? They're slacking. We only collected two eggs today. Uh-oh. Are they, are they getting closer to the grill? Do you have that kind of system in place? <laughs> 
smoker. <laughs> you got to produce, man. We're not there yet. There's just, it was a low output day. Low output day. That's all I know. You're way nicer to those chickens than you are to me. <laughs> you provide <laughs> absolutely no food for Nick. They are makers. You are a taker. I, I, I give to your soul. That's what I give to you. You do not give me chicken soup. It's true. Give me one of your ch- give me your chicken, I would. Oh, that's Shannon's next book, a chicken soup for the soul book. You know, I submitted once to the chicken soup for the soul. Really good story. And uh, I got rejected. They didn't want me. <laughs> they were like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, uh, what's all these dick jokes? <laughs> this is not really our thing. <laughs> Try a German magazine, Shannon. <laughs> Rusty, come on up here. Oh, Russ. You know, I haven't had much of a chance to talk to you man to man, Russ. Well, I've only been a man a few days, Dad. Yeah. All right. On to the topic for tonight. Shannon, I hear October 12th is a big day. Is there any particular reason? Yes. So we're going to you gotta play me some intro music. <laughs> that works. Just keep that in there. So October 12th is the big day for the book drop of The Ultimate State Home Dad, which features my advice and the advice of 57 other dads and the advice of the four guys you listen to here every and we're going to talk about that tonight. This tonight is a special episode. Uh, we have a special guest tonight, and that special guest is me. We're going to do my book. Yay! Welcome to the show. This is a very special episode. <laughs> yes, a very special episode for a very special guy. He's very, is, is one of us doing drugs? Is there, <laughs> drugs. And now it's getting found out. <laughs> kind of. So what I want to do tonight, though, for the book stuff and just other things, because there's so much that happens behind the scenes of the book. So the book drops October 12th, and Mike, to answer your question, why October 12th? Because it's a Tuesday, and books drop on Tuesday. I don't know why. There's a reason. I'm sure somewhere. I don't know what it is. Movies hog Fridays through Monday. It probably is. So October 12th is the drop date. So I want tonight to give everyone a behind the scenes of how the book happened and the conversations that didn't make it into the book, because there's a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the book. And we're going to hash some of those out now, because there was a lot, a lot of yelling at me. And so we're going to work that out. You guys ready? No. Do it. <laughs> okay. Kind of always I, I, don't think we, I don't think we have a choice. Nope. Aaron's dirty laundry tonight, baby. Okay. Therapy time. So the book is made up of seven chapters. He's freaking therapy, the way he's kind of got out. It's his art therapy or his? I'm just not sure. It's, it's a little therapy. bit of both. It's, it's, it's his confession. I'm going to let you guys have unfiltered words. That's what it is. What do you okay, want? Right? So we're going to spend the next hour talking about your book. This is kind of like a breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, Larry, none of this will make it into the book. He won't take any credit for this. You know what? That's actually kind of the first question I had. <laughs> was so the way this worked, and it wasn't just breakfast. It was literally everywhere that I would pester these guys on whatever topic we have. So the book has cooking, cleaning, uh, mental health, dad's groups, uh, side hustles, budgeting, everything you would need to know about being a stay-at-home parent, right? So every week, like three times a week, a lot of times in the prime of this, I would bug the crap out of the guys about their advice and so my first question is did you ever truly get tired of me talking about the book and asking you these questions <laughs> well i don't get to finish the question <laughs> i'm talking about it already <laughs> new topic for tonight <laughs> what specifically jake please share <laughs> no 
I know you were excited and I know it was big and important, but there were times where it, you couldn't not talk about it. And it was, I will admit, irritating at times. He's being nice now. He told me to shut up once. <laughs> he did. Uh, I'm sure it was more than once. Oh, it was a lot more. We're going to get into that there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because when I was interviewing you guys, the thing that was, was frustrating, I could tell when you guys were holding back and trying to be nice or trying to word a certain response or a piece of advice. And I was like, no, we need to unfilter. And you're like, well, maybe this would work. And you just, that doesn't work. And I'll make you sound nice. Well, if you need that, we need to not go to breakfast. We need to go out for drinks in the evening. <laughs> Sometimes we did. Sure. Did, you, did you ever get tired of talking about the book? If I got tired of talking about the book, it seemed like we were not really talking to you. I had no idea what your kids were doing. I had no idea what you were doing other than the book sometimes. And there was like a, there was a, there was some times when I think we lost you. Oh, I'm sure. There was a time there. My, my head was so far into this book. It was like all encompassing. Like I would drive. I remember I was coming back from your house and I took the wrong <laughs> turn and I ended up in Mike's house, which is exactly across the city from where my house was. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and that happened like twice, man. I'm really impressed that you drove from Mick to Mike's house and didn't get lost, though. I, I was on autopilot thinking about a chapter that I was working on. <laughs> Your directional sense is so awful. I'm just impressed <laughs> you got to someone else's house. This is what you need me on the dance trip. I'll get there eventually. And if you think about how Shannon drives, he never drives that little section of of that road towards my house like he'd go around to my house around the south side or up to mick's house on the east side he would never drive from mick's house to my house yeah oh i i'm assuming that he took the south side of the loop and he made it like a two-hour drive no he no. just forgot to get off at his house and he came out and went he came out and went west just right away man so he decided <laughs> west all the way around basically what we're trying to say is shannon took added like an hour to his drive home yes i did and it's not like i was going to larry's once and i forgot where you lived larry i've been there like for 10 years and i looked up and i'm like the hell am i <laughs> i know it's weird it's really comforting when i let you drive my children during the dad's <laughs> <laughs> well i was done with the book and the book takes a lot of thought man <laughs> That's, that's when he just followed. Fair. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is one of those. But since we all drive gray minivans, I don't, there's a lot of those on the road that he could, you know, drop in behind. <laughs> so I've legit done that as well. Like, I followed the poor dude. I'm like, that's not Jake. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> what about you, Larry? Did you get tired of it? Uh, you know, I think there are, I think any of us said, no, we didn't get tired of it. We're lying. Uh, so I think there are definitely times where we, we all got tired of it, but but I, I don't know that it was terrible. There were certainly times where that's all we talked about for a breakfast or for an yeah. outing or something, and it was nothing else. It was just the book stuff, and that was not cool. But other than that, I think it was pretty much fine. I, I will say that even those conversations, I think uh, you led the conversations very well in the sense of you had a point of, of getting what you were looking for, and you kind of led the conversation in that direction. It is, because yeah. the truth of it is, I know you get, so the way the book's written is after every section of the book, the four dads here pop up and give their advice. And I've known them for so long that I swear to God, I could have written your words for you. 
but I kind of thought you did actually. No, I didn't. I waited. I led you there until you said what I knew you were going to say. Fucking spit it out, man. So you're like an attorney, you're like an attorney, isn't he? I was. So it's like, hurry up. Let me guess. When we said what you were looking to say, you said, "There it is." It got to be habit. I was like, "It's really me saying, oh, thank God, we can move on and talk about water heaters now." Because that's that's really what I wanted to do. It would speed things up if you just said, "I want you to say, blah 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 blah." blah. I can write it down. No, because then you lose the spontaneous moments of the good stuff. There's some quality good spontaneous. Stuff. You just you're literally trying to feed us the words that you want to say. But then you would stumble into a really good answer about something because you were just off the cuff, and then I would write it down. I have like seriously like two notebooks full of nothing but y'all's words in there. I know. We saw you bring them and take notes for <laughs> breakfast. It was really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we're, t- we're not talking like big spiral bound like eight and a half by 11 they're like little pocket notebooks. no yeah. they were like the big uh, both... they were legal size pads <laughs> and like double thick it was really weird <laughs> and i had like a checklist that says jake will say this eventually and i'd wait till you'd say it and i could check it off <laughs> that was breakfast, breakfast, breakfast bingo the so, breakfast where you brought the stenographer i thought was really awkward <laughs> i think it was perfect it saved me a lot of time Probably, probably that time that uh, you were bragging about your pen and paper. That's that's when it was getting a little old. Is that <laughs> when I had? Uh, I have special notebooks that you can write in the rain with. Is that yeah, the one? That's it, yeah. <laughs> dude. They're amazing. I'll put them in the show notes. If you're a writer, you need these notebooks. They're amazing. They really are. <laughs> I've legit yeah. taken notes in the tub. I'm not lying. <laughs> you went on and on about that, and you're like, you should really, you should really do one of these. You, you would really like it. I'm like, I, you know, I think that's. I'm good. I'm good. Regular pen and paper worked for me. What if you're out there on the farm, Larry, and the sprinklers, and you got to write down, like, the seed size? I don't know what farmers do. He gets his phone out. <laughs> I take a picture. Well, there you go. That's not very authentic. <laughs> got to get to the roof. Smart on this, Shannon. <laughs> Maybe you should be. I have another question tonight because now we're going to get some nitty gritty stuff. So there is a piece of advice that I was going to put in there that you guys yelled at me, specifically Jake, that refused to let me put this piece of advice in there. So I'm going to tell you what it is, and we're going to rehash that argument. All right. Love to. Let's do it. One of the big questions as a stay-at-home parent is you're busy all day and you're tired. And some days you don't clean the house, right? And so the trick that I learned from the National Home Dad Conference years ago was when you can't clean the house, clean the first room that your your spouse sees, and then take pine salt and pour it in the sink and make it smell better. Right? And wow. it's, it, that's, please, this is how it started last time. Let's get into it, Jake. Why now? <laughs> like, when your day has been shit, own it. Like, your spouse needs to know that it's been shit and today has been awful. Like, you don't need to sugarcoat it and been like, oh, it's great. I still clean this, isn't it? No, fuck it. We've been awful. It's The kid's been horrible. It's been a shit show all day long. Like, the house is a wreck. I'm sorry, but that's where we are today. So I love the passion that you speak at because you yelled at me a lot that day, too. Does anybody agree with Jake or do they agree with me? Because I think still you're trying to create an ambiance of that well where i'm at is there's so much texting going on all day long if you're having a crap day your wife already knows it it's not like you're trying to sugarcoat it when she comes in like i had a crap day they already know they probably know by like one o'clock in the afternoon that they already know that it was a shit day 
but when ours our oldest were little and we were all first at home texting was not as big that we we were doing this pre like texting yeah where your spouse came home and was like oh the living room's a wreck yeah that's that's your clue that today was a shit show and you just you just push yourself and say how can i help <laughs> is that your advice to spouses is sucking up buttercups shush yourself when you walk in and the house is a wreck and yeah. it's not normally a wreck you know it's been a shit show all day and you say how can i help if you have that in you yeah you don't say oh the house is a disaster what happened today no you walk in you go oh crap it's bad <laughs> today was a bad day <laughs> <laughs> i remember sending amanda a text on what I don't know was was definitely a bad day, but all it said was, "This is me today, Dad, 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 Dad." It was like, "Dad, yeah. Dad, Dad, Dad." Can you help me with this, Dad, Dad, Dad? It was like paragraph of just Dad written all over. Just the kids, just one of those days they just needed everything, and I was just done. And you can't get anything done, right? You can't do anything in the house. You totally okay. have those things. Does anybody agree with Jake? Because, like, you can see, Jake was very, like, I thought if I put that in the book, he would punch me. Like, seriously, come to my house and beat me up. No, you can have your own opinion and be wrong. <laughs> well, I need this to be right. <laughs> Meg, do you agree with Jake or you agree with me? Okay, so I, I've got two things. Okay. And you asked, so everyone, go get a, go to the bathroom. This is going to go on for 30 minutes. <laughs> I got my drink, brother. This is no, important. Um, I want to hear it. There's, there's two reasons, okay? One is that... If you're having a bad day, you can't put lipstick on a pig all the time and just pretend things are just going great. Some days a win is, are the kids healthy? Are the kids fed? I don't care, you know, what your level of parenting is. Sometimes less is more. The other reason I disagree with them is we, a lot of times as stay-at-home dads, you know, full-time fathers, we get it in our head that we have to do so much. And that we have to do it all. And that if we don't do it all, and if we don't do it perfectly, we're not living up to the standards of parenting, you know, that are out there. You feel like you're a failure. You feel like you're a failure. And that's just not true. So if you're just going around trying to, you know, put little band-aids on stuff, just trying to cover stuff up. How healthy is that? How healthy is, you know, going around and, create, and, and creating the facade that, you, that you've got everything under control would, you know, maybe that day you just don't. And that's okay, though. You're pulling the real estate agent trick of baking the cookies real quick to make the house smell good. Yeah. Hey, I like cookies. I love cookies. <laughs> now I desperately want cookies because I said that. <laughs> is, can you have Lydia make some cookies? <laughs> So I accidentally jumped into book mode again, and I apologize there in my head. Mick, that is an amazing answer. That's the gold in the shit that I'm always looking for. That spontaneous good stuff. Mick's right. I was wrong. And I did that for years, though. When I had those bad days, I'd clean up just enough of that first room and dump pine salt and make it smell good to create uh, an ambiance of, of, of goodness when my wife came home. A, a fake ambiance. A very fake ambiance, yeah, because yeah. some days I just got my ass kicked. Especially well, it's not like Aaron didn't come home some days and be like, man, it was a crap day at the office and unload about how awful it was. It's the same it's the same difference there. She just can see it when she walks in the door as the like, oh, it's been a bad day. So here's a question just to keep going on this. And Larry, pipe in here. Give us some knowledge. 
do you think moms, stay-at-home moms feel the same way? And Absolutely. Husbands, yeah? Yeah. I think any stay-at-home parent is going to feel the same way to some degree. Because you feel like it's your job, you know? Yep. That it's, and then if you feel like it's a, a mess, then it's like, I, you didn't do your job. I, you know, I'm going to back that statement up a little bit. I think any parent feels like a failure some days. And it's just a crap show and nothing can go right. And you don't have to be a stay-at-home parent to... Amy, this weekend when I was working the craft show, her goal was to have me come home to a clean house and everything done. And it didn't happen. I mean, she was running kids to this, that, and the other and running errands, and it just didn't happen. And she was super apologetic. But it didn't happen. Like, I knew she was running around. I knew she was doing her best. It's not like I thought she was slacking and just sat on the couch all day. I knew she was doing her best. And clean houses sometimes don't happen. The kids got to everything they needed to be at. The errands that had to be done got done. I mean, even though it required, I think, four trips to Walmart by the end of Saturday, it got done. And that's where you are some days. I was going to ask if you think stay-at-home moms are harder on themselves than stay-at-home dads are, and I don't know the answer to that. But I also think the benefit of having a stay-at-home dad in the way we are is there's more empathy for the other side. Like, we know what it's like to take care of the kids all day. And not that our wives do as much anymore, but they certainly are more empathetic toward it than I think the other way around. What do you guess? I think stay-at-home moms are harder on each other than they are on themselves. It's going to be brutal. they are harder on each other than other stay-at-home dads are harder on each other. Like, oh, yeah. I said to you guys, like, the house was a wreck. Like, I just didn't get there. You guys would be like, oh, wow, crappy day. I think the other stay-at-home moms would be at the, like, well, you're a bad mom. Like, you should always clean. Well, we've seen some here told. Yeah, we've seen some of that. And there's certainly the mommy wars with the working versus stay-at-home. There's not really the daddy wars. Not that I've noticed. You guys notice that? No. I want a dad wars, but I think it would be like Nerf gun battles and void <laughs> shot launchers and ballistas. I think ballistas. that dude, that guy has a show in the work that will be like daddy wars. It will be something like junkyard wars mixed with toddler toys or something. I'll do that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to concede the point. Jake's right on this one. Go me. Now, the next, the next argument we're going to get into, though, because this was the other argument, and this actually made it into the book. So when you're cleaning your house, right, you got a budget to follow. I say, if you clean your house with products from the dollar store, <laughs> it looks like you clean your house with products from the dollar store. See how end much discussion. See how much we get to the end of this, and Mick knew exactly where I was going. So no, I disagree. I disagree. I think wherever you get your cleaning products from, if you can save some money doing it. Do it, man. A spray is a spray is a spray. Prove me wrong. For the record, Jake was the one with that quote. I just remember it. <laughs> I think it was... No, no. Mike. Mike. Props for the Mike. record. Okay. Editor, for the record, Mike was the one with that quote. I just remember it verbatim. <laughs> but there's a big argument on this one for us. And I still maintain a dollar store spray is just fine. You got to save some money somewhere, man. I'm not sure you could go to dollar store, but... I, I don't think you need to go super name brand either. Although nothing, no Windex is as good as Windex. No off-brand Windex is as good as Windex. I'm sorry, period, end of story. Because if I remember correctly, you and Larry were almost offended that I was using knockoff Windex. Larry was, like, uncomfortable, <laughs> if I remember that right. I don't even use Windex myself, so. I, what do you use? Spit on it? <laughs> Well, there's multiple ways to clean your windows, but I like the 
the streak free foaming stuff. The foaming glass? Oh, like a, yeah. Like a, yeah. Wait a minute, I don't even know what that is. It's like scrubbing bubble. Shocker, they don't sell it at the dollar store. Right, that was good. I walked into that one. <laughs> I just don't I just have not had good luck with cheap cleaning products. I will tell you what the problem with the cheap cleaning products. Please. Okay, so you go to the dollar store and you buy your one dollar bottle of whatever. For starters, that bottle is much smaller than what you're paying three dollars for at a different store. All right. Now you're going to use twice as much of that product to do the same job as you would have with the three dollar product. So you're actually not saving money. You're spending more money just in the long run because it doesn't do as good of a job. No, I'm not back. <laughs> Larry kind of touched on that. The other part is because they don't work as well, they take, it's not just that they take more product, they take more time. Maybe you more have effort. to do it like three or time, more effort. Time is money. You got to scrub harder. You got to scrub more. You got to let it sit longer. Time is money. When I'm scrubbing my kitchen counter, though, I, it doesn't. It's not harder one spray to the next. It's not like little you know scrubbing trolls come out and help me out, right? It's just spray. Well, I don't think it's more than just spray. No, yeah, you got those sticky spots. So you got to spray and let it sit for a sec or whatever. Yeah, no, no, it's I'm, not one shot to cover it all. I'm right there with you. We've all like been to your counters. I can afford things like a candy bar, so that's nice. And we wonder when whose kitchen is the cleanest, cleanest, the dirtiest no. the five no. 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 Okay, well, that tells you enough what you need to know there, obviously. <laughs> Keep in mind I, I put their advice in the book, not mine on this one. But does anybody make their own uh cleaning material? We did for a while, um, but it turns out my family is so allergic to different things. We were causing problems, so we went back to cleaner, so we knew we're safe. Uh, what the rest of you? No one? I have I made... So the only thing I have done um, is window cleaner, and I don't use it. I will use it... It's just water and vinegar, a combination yeah. mixture of it. I'll use that if the windows are really dirty on the outside, and then I'll follow that with the foamy, streak-free spray. Because the truth is, water and vinegar has like a thousand uses. Like vinegar, oh, yeah. soda, hydroperoxide, yeah. and WD-40 has a thousand uses. Lots of WD-40 40 on your counters, man. That's no, not on your counters, but it gets you know, out of hair. It gets markers off walls. It's all those things. So does this magic eraser. No, I don't like the magic eraser because it takes my paint off, too. I've done That's that. Because you have shitty flat paint. That's mm -hmm. true, and we'll talk about picking paint colors later, but that was true, but it did take off like a load of, of my paint. Which I will say, by the way, it took off a load of paint at my house because when we moved in, we had the original Builder Basic flat paint. You know, and this is the only time I say this, if you make your own kill cleaner, then you can put some essential oils in there and make it smell good. Now, <laughs> then your family's allergic to it. Oh, well, yours is. That's, yeah. Well, there's two reasons I use essential oils, and I can't believe I'm saying that. It's for cleaner, and if you put some in a pot of water, and boil it a little bit. It makes your house smell a little bit nicer when you need it. So I'm so do. afraid you're going to say it was going to cleanse your soul or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> or you can not, not use the dollar store cleaning products then when you're done cleaning your house. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just pour a little pine salt down the drain. It just smells fine. <laughs> I'm sure Aaron's like, every time I come home and you have a shitty day, how come the house smells like pine salt? <laughs> it's a hate that smell. PTSD associated with pine salt. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Every time I smell Pine Song, I'm worried that Shannon's had a bad day. Well, Pine Song, I hear crying children. Yeah, it's funny. I actually was mopping yesterday, and that's exactly what it smelled like in the whole house. That's why she came in and just walked away. <laughs> All right. I did want to give you guys some free time here. So there's seven chapters in the book, right? Yay, free time! <laughs> Water need your talk. Go ahead and start it. The rud. Yay! Yay. We're going to go see the Captain America ones this weekend. <laughs> I had searched for a rud recently. Damn it. Focus! So we have starting out as a stay-at-home dad, then we have cooking and cleaning and getting things done, and then we have finding a dad's group, then we have mental health, and then we have adventures. And then we have side hustles. And then finally, we have a big final story. Out of all those chapters and all the things that we talked about, what do you think that a stay-at-home dad needs to know? Or any dad, what's what's the one piece of in that book that you're really proud of? I mean, because you guys should be proud of it. I mean, you guys spent a lot of time on this. I wasn't listening. I was looking at water heaters. God damn it. <laughs> okay, what are you most proud of? Oh, my children. Of what you did in the book. I mean, because 13 years I wrote it all. Yeah, well, as Mick likes to say, you guys wrote it and I just copied what you wrote. It's not true. But whatever. (laughs) So anyway, though, what are you most proud of? What are you glad that the next generation of dads have that we didn't have? We didn't have a ton of shit. The community piece. I think the finding the dads group, finding your your tribe, because that's the piece that can help you keep your sanity the most. As much as I agree with Jake, I would probably mention the adventuring because you can do things on your terms. You know, you don't have to just go to the library, which has always been our mantra. Find the construction site, find the the Civil War battlefield. What other examples did you give? You know, go to the racetrack. That was fun. Do the things that interest you as well. And then your kids can see, you know, the passion that you have, but they see that you are enjoying spending time with them. Yeah, they're not dumb. Mike, of all the things that you talked about, what are you, what are you most proud of? I mean, here's your chance just to, without a filter, man, what are you, what are you most proud of? Well, you know, I have to read the book and see what all I, what all I contributed, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I, I mean, I know you've got me in the side hustle stuff, right? So I guess you think all of it, yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. So, and I know that I'm out of the five of us that I've been the one that's basically worked the most over this time, over these thirteen years that we've known each other. Yeah, I think that I've I've had a different kind of angle to your guys' stories. I consider myself a stay-at-home dad first, and then a freelance videographer and video production person second. But I still, that stuff is a little different where we've had times where my wife has had to handle the kids a lot in the evenings while I've been working for the Royals doing baseball games and stuff like that. And so having that other angle of our stories is one thing that I think I'm proud of that I was able to bring some, a different angle to, to everybody's advice. But given that advice to the next generation does, because one of the biggest questions yeah. at home dads ask in any at home parent, and I've answered it a lot since I finished the book, is what side hustles can you actually do? What's what's a reality? You know, because there's so many scams and MLMs and stuff out there. I agree. Larry, your turn. What's your most proud moment in the book? What's, what's the piece of advice or the thought that you're glad that you passed on? Honestly, it's it's the little things. It's not it's not the big piece of advice of you know how to clean windows or how to organize the house or it's just the little tidbits of 
you know, how to engage with your children better or, you know, the little pieces of things. So I don't have anything specific to. That's pretty good, though. That's pretty specific. No, I mean, seriously, because that was a lot of the advice, especially in a lot of chapters of how to interact with your kids on a day to day basis when in ways you're not used to. I was going to say, in all fairness, Shannon, the, the four of us, you have been living and breathing this book. Oh, yeah. You're every day. So yeah. you know exactly what's on every single page as compared to the you know, four of us. Yeah. We're kind of in and out, you know, and dealing, obviously, with our own lives as well. Sure. So to know exactly what all what made it, what didn't make it, since we haven't seen the final product yet. Well, I, I know what made it and what didn't make it. And that's why I was joking around earlier on, because I wanted to have those fights in public because they're funny. But the other part of it is to give you guys a chance to earn your, not earn your credit, but receive your credits for the amount of advice that you did give that was so well thought out. I mean, because we joke about that. We talked about this all the time, but it's not a joke. It's a lot. And it was a lot of time. So the dads that are getting the advice, it has been vetted 10 ways from Sunday. And from my own piece here, what I'm most proud of and the most scared of, and I'm not going to lie here is the mental health chapter that was the hardest thing i've ever written um i wrote the beginning of that chapter six different times like i deleted it like flat out deleted. i was like i can never tell anybody this no one can know any of this and i knew if i did that and i kept going back because if i didn't write it honestly and without a humor shield then i wouldn't help anybody and i think that's the part of the book that i'm most proud of and it's also one that I'm most embarrassed about. Like guys are going to read that and see me in a way that I've kept hidden. And I don't, I don't like that. You know, it doesn't feel natural to me, but I know it's important. So I did it. So that's what I'm most proud of. I would say that's totally the thing you should be the most proud of. I think Hell yeah. Five of us. That's the thing yeah. that truly is going to come off insulting. And I don't mean it that, no, no. that you have struggled with more than the rest of us. Yeah. And that you have been, very honest about the fact that you struggled with it with at least with us in the last couple years yeah yeah no you you were honest when when uh ollie went to school and you were like i'm all alone i'm scared scary during the day with no one else home don't quiet come hold me no there was times before that that i was very stoic about it and you guys knew and this was the weird thing you guys always knew when i was struggling and you didn't say anything, but you helped. You knew that I needed help. So it was a hard chapter, right? I don't like writing it, but it's important. It's a good chapter. That's what I was going to say. That is one I think you yeah. fully owned and not in like a macho, like the four of us are more manly than you. No. Right. Just that you, you put yourself out there and own the fact that you struggled with that piece. Yeah. Well, specifically anxiety, a little bit of depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are my two. So, yeah, I'm, I'm most proud about that. So. I think you should be. I don't know. I don't. When you read it, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going to come over to your house. I'm going to read it aloud and stare into your soul the whole time. <laughs> All right. So, I do have something planned tonight. We have two more things to do. Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, just, <laughs> the, uh, just reading the audio, of, you know, whoever's voicing the audio. <laughs> See, even he's actually has to say it out loud. <laughs> I know. It's going to be so awkward. It's so weird. You did what just so many, I'm doing air quotes for all of our <laughs> normal guys, you know, just don't do, but you normalize things. Yeah. And that's just, it's just something that 
most men don't do. No. And then you put the layer of what we do on top. It kind of goes back to, you know, the, what I said before, you know, yeah. we, we think that if we're struggling, that we're, that we're judged. And no, if we're struggling, we're, we're just being human. It's normal to be human. And we, we as humans don't do a good job admitting it. I think men don't. I think dads don't. And I think we need to pay attention to our mental health way more than we do. That's why I wrote the chapter. All right. So we're going to do a special segment. I actually got two segments. Because if I'm the guest tonight, I get to answer the dad house five, right? <laughs> do that. Nope. Okay. Not when you know the answer. All right. So, if you're the guest, why are you a- 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 asking all the questions? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm control free. <laughs> I am a little bit of control free. Right, I'll show you that way. Oh, wait. Extrovert with all the introverts. <laughs> All right, Mike, we're going to need some intervention music. We're going to get into it. So one part in the book, no matter what we were talking about, was Nick's obsession with poison ivy. Just all the time. So each dad, I would like you to go around, and we're going to, we're going to cure Mick of his poison ivy obsession. It's gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of hand. It's a problem. So... I want each man, because we're doing self-help now. <laughs> Turn off this camera. <laughs> Explain to Mick how his poison ivy obsession has affected you. Who wants to go first? Who wants to help Mick? I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> go for it. I don't know about helped me, though. I mean, it was it was really more of my first indication that maybe there is an obsession with poison ivy. <laughs> we were... It was our first uh, Council Grove trip. And Mm -hmm. after the trip, we were going to go see some big giant oaks and stuff in the area and then have have lunch together, right? And we get to the first one, everything's fine. We get to the second one, it's a little bit into the weeds a little bit. And everyone, kids all want to take, or we want to take a picture of the kids. And Mick's like, nope, nope, get out. There's poison ivy right there. everyone, Everyone go wash your hands. That was the first, and there's been many, 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 many times since then. It's like, no, there's poison ivy. There's so much in the book. I had to put an author's note about Mick's obsession with poison ivy. All right, Jake, do you want to share Mick how his obsession has affected you? No, I would like to go last, please. Okay, Mike. <laughs> well, I had to write this down because I, I, <laughs> I was so traumatized and affected by mixed poison ivy's uh obsession that uh, i ended up selling all my poison cds <laughs> that I had since the 90s. sorry brett michaels but and he was right that every rose has a thorn but uh, i was just too scared that it was also poison ivy <laughs> and in my garden i was sure that even though the plant looked like it was growing wild smelled like mint looked like mint and tasted like mint i was positive that it was poison ivy as well <laughs> that was, that's how well that's how much it's been affecting me I, make we, we say this with love i just want you to know that okay it's my turn and i, I would go and I, I wrote some of mine down too dear mick i want you to know that i care about you but your obsession with poison ivy has gone too far it has affected me in the following ways one I can no longer walk into a car park anymore without the fear of poison ivy because once we were in a parking garage and you pointed out all the poison ivy on the concrete. <laughs> Two. 
once you called me at my house and told me that there was poison ivy in my backyard and you had not been there. And now I can no longer <laughs> enjoy my backyard. And finally, once, when the kids were little, you made me cry because you said that there was poison ivy on my hands and I didn't know to believe you or not, but you said there was after an adventure and I couldn't hug my daughter for the whole day. It is for these reasons and many more that I hope you get help with your poison ivy obsession. <laughs> okay, Jake, your turn. <laughs> well, I can't follow that. Um, <laughs> as someone who is not allergic to poison ivy and can walk through it very rarely <laughs> all the time and never have anything happen, I actually have appreciated Mick pointing it out like crazy because it turns out one of my children is crazy reactive to poison ivy. <laughs> it has been a little oppressive at times and I think to myself I don't care and then I have to remember that if Asher touches it it means like weeks of pain for him because he manages to spread it around on himself a while back after Mick gave us one of the poison ivy speeches and I kind of rolled my eyes and was like <laughs> whatever where Asher spent two weeks with poison ivy because he kept spreading it around on himself <laughs> and so horrible it totally is horrible. But so I, I appreciate Mick's overzealousness towards spotting it. Because if anyone reacts like Asher, then yeah, I'd rather avoid like five plants that aren't really poison ivy for the one that is that he spots. So thank you, Mick. <laughs> Mick, do you, do you want to say anything to us? gonna kill you with silence that says a lot that says a lot coming from me i know say something make your weird <laughs> man man come on it's fun listen more talk less <laughs> I, it's a podcast I I, yeah i don't think you understand that listen more talk less means you can still talk especially when you're here to give advice i mean that's like our whole shtick i gave the advice on the poison ivy apparently <laughs> many, many, many times, you know, <laughs> apparently. So I, I don't think I have anything credible to add in that department. You know what? But people haven't read the book yet. What's your poison and ivy advice? Don't get it. So I think we there, there's a question that we needs to be asked, and it's Mick. How many how many times has someone in your family contracted poison ivy? When we moved into this place. Uh, Kelly and I were cleaning up the yard and she and I both got it really bad and Kelly got it so bad that she would contract it just from like walking out of the backyard because there was so much poison ivy around our place so she could not really spend time much time outside and that is where this whole poison ivy thing came from is that she was so susceptible I mean, if we would just go for a walk and if she, you know, if she got it by from walking to taking the kids to the zoo because there was so much poison. I gave as I pointed out over all of our trips to the zoo, yeah. she goes to the zoo, she walks on the path three or four days later, she's, she'd be, she, she would have poison. Ivy. So, so that's where came from. help me with something. Cause I, I truly don't know plants. And this is why I ask you questions. Is it like a pollen that goes in the air or? Well, the, I mean, work? generally it's the oil off of the leaves, but, and I, so I, I get a little fuzzy as how it can be transmitted airborne since it's mostly an oil. You know, I just know that she can, she, she's gotten better uh, over the years 
right, I know we're just having a little fun with Mick, but next time we get together and one of the episodes, we're going to do an entire episode on canning. And I, I oh, do this. God, I love. thought you were going to say poison ivy. I was like, no, 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 no. Because the other part that Mick and Larry love to talk about is canning, like everything. And we're going to do an episode on that because I actually think it's pretty cool. And I love the stuff that you guys can. It's really, really good. So we'll, do, we'll make it up that way. Okra and oh, the spicy beans. Mick made me spicy green beans one time. They were. Those were good. And I, I, I admit, I love y'all salsa, both of you, because you're right. It never turns out the same every time, but it's got such good flavor. So we need to go over the canning and how that works. So that is, that is my book episode. That is behind the scenes of everything that happened. Um, and the one thing that I want to say before we, we, we leave here, and I say this in a book and it's going to get weird. These four guys spent so much time with me getting this right, making sure it's truly the best advice. It's vetted advice. Um, you know, Larry, Mike, Mike and Jay. And I, I thank you guys very, very much for that. It, it meant a lot to me, but even more so to the next group of guys that are coming after us, they're going to have the advice that we never had. The stuff and the shit. As I see one review that thanks us for saving them from dollar store cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> or poison ivy. Because I did give Mick some credit in there with poison ivy. I did because it's actually good advice. And I was just messing with it tonight. But the amount it is. it is. It is. But the amount of time that you guys gave to that to make this right, because the book is right, you know? Um, and you guys did something better for the world. So thank you. And I love you guys. I know that sounds weird. We love you too. I know. Tolerate you. Well, I better get a move on if I want to get us out of here by dark. Good talk, son. Uh, well, honestly, I can't believe that it's almost here. Uh, yeah. It seems like it was it was way long ago when we were chatting that you should turn your blog post into into a book. And yeah. Holy shit, we're we're just about to see this to come to fruition. Because I've read like four different versions of this book. I don't know which one's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They read some earlier parts. <laughs> All we know is I'm not dead at the end of the movie. Uh, That's right. I actually told Mike that I was going to kill him off. And you know what? For the record, in the first version that I submitted, I did kill you off. And uh, <laughs> everyone got mad at me. <laughs> you, turned it into, you turned it into fiction. I did. It was a fiction zombie story. And like Aaron was like legitimately pissed. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't read that. I wouldn't read that chapter where I died. <laughs> I'll make that like a special giveaway. The chapter where Mike didn't die, but died. Perfect. All right. So that's it for this episode of Dad House. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. And as a side note, we are all headed back to the barn this weekend for hey. more shenanigans. It is going to be a fun weekend for all of us, for sure. Uh, it's going to be great as usual. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all the next one. Bye. 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 Pre-order Shannon's book. Love you. Listen, Abby. Yeah, you're going to make it all 220? Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes.